Hello, everyone. This is David McBee, the Loose Cannon, and we are back. We got a, a special episode. We talked a little bit about it on our regular podcast last night, but uh, you know, we were talking a lot about the St. Louis Battlehawks and their incredible debut they had against the New York Guardians last week. And I'm joined by a very special guest, and it was a gentleman who was up there hanging out, uh, the one and only. Beck, so glad to have you right here on the This Is The XFL, Beck. Hey, thanks for having me tonight. Well, and uh, we were talking a little bit uh, off air before we got started, but uh, St. Louis, you have a long history uh, up in St. Louis, uh, especially we are talking a little bit about the uh, previous team that was up there uh, with the NFL, the St. Louis Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, basically, I was, I was still young during that time when the Rams came in town. Um, so, uh, when I grew up, I didn't have a uh, football team and it was basically the chiefs for a while. And, um, when the uh, Rams moved from LA to St. Louis, that's when it was like, okay, we have a team. Let's start believing into it. And then, uh, just a few years, it's just like, uh, we don't know. But then when that great show on turf came by, it was like, we knew we got something coming up in St. Louis. So, um, but then, you know, if you all know, the Rams decided to go back to LA and, we're here now. <laughs> well, man, I mean, you know, as a Rams fan, you got to see some great football, especially you mentioned the greatest show on turf. I mean, that was an explosive offense like the NFL had never seen before. Of course, Kurt mm-hmm. Warner and that group uh, that really became staples as the St. Louis Rams. But then, of course, the big divorce that happened uh, about 1,530 days ago when the uh, St. Louis Rams left St. Louis that left a uh, a very bitter feeling I guess you could say in St. Louis towards the NFL oh yeah it, it it was a big it was a big one in the town I I just remember like I was part of the uh, St. Louis Rams drumline during the time of that whole uh, process was happening and it's it's funny to see like how the crowd and how the town and how the community acts while a, a situation like that's happening and uh, you get to tell from the fans, you know, they, they go to these games. They're like, they want to believe in the team, but they don't know what to believe in. They don't know if the team's leaving. Don't know if it's staying. You know, it's one of those crazy things. Like, you know, those two, the last two years I was part of the Rams Drumline, you could tell from, from the crowd and fans and even the communities were like, we don't know what is happening. And, and I remember from, you know, a few games, like the last few games um, that I went to, we're just full of energy, passion, fans. And, you know, you, you get to hear the uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Cronky uh, suck chant all the time. And I just remembered I, went, I was at the last Rams home game in the Dome. And I remember uh, the uh, stands were uh, – they were half full. I remember that. But you can hear that st- uh, the Stan Cronky chant, Cronky uh, sucks throughout that whole stadium, like, then the last, like, five minutes of the game. And I, I think we won that game, actually, too. So, it was even better for us St. Louis fans to, like, see this thing as their last final game. So, Well, you know, you mentioned the St. Louis Rams, but then that's the second NFL franchise that has left the city of St. Louis because you mm-hmm. had the, uh, you know, St. Louis Cardinals back in the day before they mm-hmm. moved to Phoenix and then ultimately Arizona – so this is a town, a sports town that has burned, been burned twice. So mm-hmm. 
it was really interesting to see how the city of St. Louis was going to reach out to their new team that just debuted last week. And that, of course, is uh, the XFL team, the St. Louis Battlehawks. And, Beck, you were there. Tell us a little bit, what was it like in the Dome last uh, Sunday? Oh, my gosh. That was probably one of the best feelings I have had walking into that Dome to watch a football game. Even I've I've been to, like, some serious Rams games. I've been to some serious Missouri State football games. But, man, that was loud. I That was probably the loudest I've heard that stadium in a long time. And even from entering inside the stadium, like at the door, you, you walk in and you, you just hear everybody getting cheery, you know, just screaming. You hear, you hear the new chant, caca, that is going all over the place. It is, you know, everybody's just loud. Everybody's dressed up. Everybody's like buying into this product and it's nuts. And you even get the Stan Kroenke chant too at the same time. So it's a a full package of everything you want at a St. Louis uh, XFL game. (laughs) Well, that was crazy. I think it took about 10 seconds. I think they finished the national anthem and then I was Mm -hmm. watching from home. And then all of a sudden you can hear the crowd. What are they chanting? And they're, they were doing a Kroenke chant immediately after the national anthem. So these fans have not forgotten. Oh, no. They uh, trust me. <laughs> they still talk about this ev- every day. It's even the team's not even here anymore. They still talk about it. E- even the news, even the people, even even kids. Like even little kids are like you know like five years old. You're like we hate crunky. You know <laughs> it's just like man. Even the little ones know about this. So it's it's nuts. It's but overall the the energy inside the dome. I mean it it, it was. It, it was crazy. It was nuts. Well, uh, what's crazy, too, is, I mean, the Dome, I mean, they, they sold out the bottom level. And from what they're saying is that they might have to start opening up the other levels because ticket demand is really picked up. Uh, but mm-hmm. it was an XFL record, 29,554 fans. And I think every single one of them was on their feet, especially when uh, Joe Powell ran the first uh, kickoff in XFL history back for an 84 mm-hmm. yard touchdown. Yeah, I, I agree. They, that stadium, it can get bigger. And I have a funny feeling if this team gets to the playoff time, they will probably open that top level up and it will get even louder than it was on first day. And man, that, that kickoff that happened so fast. Everybody was just excited. Something was happening. And that's the cool part about the XFL. Everything's just really quick to the point, and you don't have to wait for anything else. It's just, you know, action's happening each play, and it's just right to the next play, right next to the play. Boom, nothing diddly-dallying, no playing around. XFL, you know, the pace of it. We, I feel like while watching the game, it was, it was very comfortable to watch the game. So it was really neat to see. Yeah, of course. It was a, uh, a fast-moving game, but – before the game, I think, was a lot of the story. Of course, over the last couple of months, we've been covering the Battlehawks. They've been mm-hmm. doing a lot in the community, trying to get the word out about what the XFL is. To me, they've done the best job mm-hmm. of any team in the XFL <laughs> telling people about their brand. And I think you were seeing that before the game. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts. I mean, I remember uh, the day before I came up to St. Louis, I came on a Saturday just walking around town. And I'm seeing people in Battlehawk gear. And um, I'm seeing like stores, like shopping centers, and they have like the sports stores, and they have Battlehawk jerseys. They got Battlehawk t-shirts. 
Um, they even got you go to another store. It's like Walmart, and they have caca. You know, uh, the new phrase for the Battle Hawks. And the cool part about the community, they've been talking about this for over a year, pretty much, and everybody's been buying into it. And the cool thing about the Battle Hawk uh, organization, they've actually gone into like city, you know, like into the surrounding area high schools to promote their football team too. So they're getting not just like, you know, high school kids go see it, but their parents and their, their family and their friends, they, you know, support these things. And it was really cool because uh, a few of my friends, there are band directors um, that, uh, that are in the area were asked by the organization if they can play in the game or, you know, at the game. So they could play at timeouts and halftime in the stands and just play pep band tunes and just make it a good atmosphere for the whole fans. And that was really cool because I got to, I got to sit in with one of the, the schools I used to help out with on the drum line. So it was like, all right, kids, you got this going. You're getting this crowd loud. So it's, it, it was, you could tell this Battle Hawk organization knows how to bring the people in and know what St. Louis wants. So it's, it was really, really smart on their deal. Well, and, and I think they've done a good job building their brand, but then most importantly, too, they put together a good, solid football team. Of course, they got Jordan Tamau leading them at, at, uh, at quarterback. <laughs> their running game, too, with uh, Matt Jones and Michael uh, just tearing it up. And this is a team that I think – you mentioned playoff earlier. I think mm-hmm. this is a team that can definitely make a good playoff run. They're built for the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're – you got that running game. It's just going right down that middle, picking up those yards. And then you got that quarterback that's very mobile and he can get sliding out of that pocket if he needs to. And then he can dodge, he can dodge all those tackles if he needs to too. So, you know, and with everybody just being healthy, that's the cool, that's the the main part right there. If this team is really healthy going all the way through, they, like I said, they can, they can make a jump, in that playoffs and surprise a lot of teams. I mean, even the first game, they surprised Dallas at, at home. And they they almost, you know, they um, well, they beat Dallas. No, they didn't yeah, beat Dallas. Yeah, they, they beat Dallas, yeah. They beat Dallas, yeah. Or uh uh they beat Dallas. So that was a surprise. Um uh they they the the second team they played. Um uh, Houston Roughnecks. Houston Houston. Yeah, and they were down in Houston. But they were starting to come back up, and it was starting to be scary for Houston a little bit. So it was, it was one of those things. It's like St. Louis, if they're a healthy team, they're focused, and they have the mindset, ooh, that's a force nobody wants to face, especially at home, especially at that home stance right now. Well, and you mentioned they played Houston, and it was a game that went down to the wire. And Houston is, is a team that a lot of people are saying is the most exciting team in the XFL, mm-hmm. but – I think the Battle Hawks are going to be able to give them a run for their money. And like you said, if they can get a home game at St. Louis, they're going to be mm-hmm. really tough to beat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, between those two teams, I think those are the two contenders. Those could be the two contenders that you will see, like, in, like, pretty close to Final Four championship, one of those two teams. It's, it's, it's that close for those two teams, I feel like. <clears throat> Well, and I think the Battle Hawks did a really good job. In, you know, they had, of course, uh, I know former St. Louis uh, Ram Torrey Holt. Uh, he was mm-hmm. out actually down on the sideline. So it was good 
to see them bringing back some of the legends of St. Louis. I, mm-hmm. I think the fans really enjoyed uh, seeing uh, players like Holt back there again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was really cool to see him. He was actually out in the tag, uh, tailgating area too, just talking to fans and see how they feel about this whole football team coming in. And, you know, it was really cool to, to get that experience from somebody that has been in the game, that loves the game, and wants to see where he started, you know, got his career all kicked off and everything and helped him get into pretty much close to the Hall of Fame. And it's just, you know, and it was really cool for him, you know, he would be on the field shaking all the fans' hands. And that's the cool part about the whole thing that, you know, these guys really care about the fans, you know. Well, of course, this Saturday, uh, they're going to have their second game at the Dome. Uh, mm-hmm. as the Seattle Dragons are going to be coming in for a 4 p.m. game to uh, mm-hmm. to take on the Battlehawks. Of course, the Seattle Dragons, the week before, they were saying that is the biggest fan base. That's the most passionate fan base. Uh, their second game last week, though, they went from about 28,000 in attendance to 20,000. What do you think mm-hmm. the attendance is going to be like for this <clears throat> second game in St. Louis? I think it's going to be just as packed as it was before. Um because the you know you, they have a winning team, the the crowd is really hungry for more football. Um, they might bring some like rivalry from when Seattle and the Rams. You know, some of the fans might relate to that um, because they were they were kind of rivals back then with the uh, NFL uh, in the NFL. So basically, you might get some of those fans feeling, hey, Seattle might be our rival. You know. So it, it might be interesting to see what happens, but I feel like that stadium will be packed again. Well, and I would say, too, uh, you know, what I was looking up online on their tickets, it looks like, too, tickets are reasonably priced uh, compared mm-hmm. to a lot of different sporting events. It seems like you can get a pretty good deal right now. Oh, yes. It's, it, you, you go to figure out um, from people and, and just go to the right site. Uh, Ticketmaster is one of them, I think, that has it. But you can go talk to the right people and figure out, like, for example, like I said, for the marching bands, some of the marching bands that uh, around that St. Louis area were actually selling some tickets to help them out with fundraisers, too, for their band program. So that money that they sell for the tickets goes straight into their program to help out with the the trips they do and the activities they all do. So it's it's really cool to see how that can be related to it, too. And there's a lot of promotions that go with it, too. So. Well, and uh, getting off subject just a little bit, of course, Beck, you lead the band over at Cotter. Uh, we got mm-hmm. a chance to hear a lot of uh, a lot of your uh, band performing this year when we were covering a lot of games for the uh, Twin Lakes Sports Network. I have mm-hmm. to say, you always have your band primed, and you guys uh, play some great music. Unfortunately, some of the times with copyright, right. <laughs> uh, we, we always have to watch out with the copyright police with the with Facebook. <laughs> But on the ones mm-hmm. we can, we try to always play, but uh, you guys always bring it. Yeah, thank you so much for, for saying that. It's, it's good to, to get, get people around the town to say that. Um, it's good for us actually going and playing these things because, you know, this is what the crowd wants to hear. We want to get – the main thing is for us is to bring back the community with great music and, you know, support our team, support our Carter Warriors, um, especially the boys and the girls uh, basketball teams which they're, they're going to have an amazing run coming up this next week. Um, we like to say, you know, do it. get Go Warrior Nation. Get this thing going. Um, because, man, the, the band was popping. We're, we're loud all the time. 
and we we're bringing the music and I hope, you know, in the next this week we'll see the basketball team getting some cool music happening too soon. Well, I think uh of course they got two big games coming up this week as they're uh <laughs> trying to get to the state tournament. So uh good luck to both those teams. Of course, we had a blast covering Carter this year and uh Beck, we might have to use you as our special guest uh XFL correspondent, maybe you could come on every once in a while and give us some uh, updates on the Battle Hawks if you're going to be following them. No problem. Any, anytime, anytime. Hey, you might see me at one of those playoff games. <laughs> you might be see me at the championship game soon. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, I know I've, uh, I was checking. I'm trying to talk my wife into a, a date to go up there and see some games so maybe we can do a road trip and do a podcast on the way. You never know. Hey, I'm down for that. <laughs> All right. Well, Beck, again, thank you so much for joining us uh, here tonight on this special little broadcast. I uh, appreciate you giving that your personal perspective uh, attending that game. And, of course, everyone else, uh, stay tuned. We'll have a new episode coming up next week right here on This is the XFL 2020.